When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the top 10 of anything podcast. Let's start the countdown. 10, 9. Television has brought together so many famous duos. Some partnerships are there for laughs. Some are to solve crime. And some just to entertain. Here's Neil, one half of one of the greatest podcasting duos of all time, with 10 duo, sorry, TV duo facts. Hit it, Neil. Thank you very much, Pav. So back in 1975, Tom and Jerry actually became friends, proper friends. In a special series, we saw them travel the world competing in sports, solving mysteries and enjoying some good old-fashioned bromance. Luckily, it didn't last. Four candles. Anton Deck hold the Guinness Book of World Record for the most consecutive national TV awards for best presenters. 20 years on the bounce. Four candles. <laughs> Will and Grace made history by being one of the three shows whose entire main cast were nominated for Emmys. The show also won the award for Best Comedy in 2000. Four candles. <laughs> a lot of Cagney and Lacey was filmed in a small warehouse where they set up a studio to film the production. The warehouse was located on, located on Lacey Street, but this was nothing more than a coincidence. You stupid little plonker, Rodney. <laughs> Ernie Wise of Morecambe and Wise fame made the first UK mobile phone call on the 1st of January 1985 using the Vodafone network. The call was made from St. Catherine's Dock to Vodafone's head office in Newbury, which at, Four the, time, candles. Which at the time was over a curry house. Four candles. <laughs> the two Ronnies first met when Ronnie Corbett was working in Buckstone Club, an actor's club, and Ronnie Barker and his wife came in for a drink. Four candles. Miami Vice nearly had a different duo when Denzel Washington went for the role of Ricardo Tubbs. It went to Philip Michael Thomas, who had an instant connection with Don Johnson, who played Sonny Crockett. Iran. <laughs> when filming The X-Files, Gillian Anderson, Scully, would stand on a box to film scenes with David Duchovny, Mulder, due to the height difference. Miss Kicker. I have the strangest feeling that I am about to be utterly and madly carried away. 
four candles. <laughs> Starsky and Hutch star, Paul Michael Glazer, didn't really enjoy being on the show altogether. Before the third season started, Glazer actually tried to get out of his contract. He was uncomfortable with the amount of fame that the show had bought him. I have nothing to say. Beavis and Butthead were named after kids that lived in creator Mike Judge's neighbourhood. You stupid little plonker, Rodney. Is that it? That's it. Oh, wonderfully done, Neil. Thank you very much. So thank you very much, Neil. That was uh, perfectly done. I need to count them because I just, I was all willy-nilly with the uh, sound effects then. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, top 10 TV duos. And we are joined by one of our lovely Patreon supporters. And in fact, she's somebody that has supported us, I mean, for the last God knows how many years. God bless her. She is, we class her not as a supporter, we class her as a friend. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the wonderful Kim. Hello, Kim. Hello, guys. Hello, everyone. It's been far too long. We used to have weekly um, Zoom chats, didn't Mm -hmm. we, on the old We did. Yep. This country Patreon that we yep. used to do, and we used to have a lot yep. of laughs. We never used to mm-hmm. talk a lot about this country. No, it would always start the minutest <laughs> little link that we could find to talk about it, and then it would go off on the tangent. It? But it was always mm. nice to chat, and it, like, I think we worked out it was January the last time we spoke mm. to yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah. Long time. That's far, long, far long time. time. Yes. So we thank you for your, your support. We really do, but, but it means more the fact that that we can get you to come on the podcast mm-hmm. and we can just have another chat with you. So, did you find this TV duo's top ten hard to compile? Uh, the final one, I did. Yeah, I started the list weeks and weeks ago, mm. and all the except for the number one, all the other positions have changed, and some have gone out, some have come in. Um, I had to try really hard not to only base it on things that I'm currently watching and stuff right. because that's the uh that's the downfall isn't it that they're fresh in your mind yeah. so um i'm hoping that i've will take some people back yeah i feel um, well mm. the last few top tens that we've done i feel like i've been wallowing in the 70s and 80s quite a yeah. lot and i feel like i'm sort of the same sort of thing with this one as well <laughs> yeah I think and, and even further back as well yeah. wow yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty much stuck in the 70s, isn't it? But I have managed to get a couple of newer ones in there. Yeah, I also find as well with my top 10 that, obviously, um, and bless them all, we've got quite a lot of American uh, followers and listeners, mm. that they may have to do a little bit, well, they may have to come and join the Patreon so they can watch the video playlist, because there'll be a lot of names here I don't think that they are going to mm. be sort of up to speed with. Yeah, all familiar at all with, I would have thought. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, It'll it's be very... good fun for them to go and research them, though. Yeah. Indeed. That's what it's I can very say. Very British, British-centric, yes. I feel. Yes. And let's hope it travels well. Yeah, <laughs> that, that I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite sure whether it will on some of them. Um, right, well, we're going we're gonna to jump straight into it, because I feel we're going to have a lot to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. So, Kim, what's your number 10th? Your number 10th? <laughs> My yeah, number 10th. 10th TV duo. <laughs> Okay, recently just mentioned by Neil, I've got Starsky and Hutch at number oh, 10. They were very close to being my... And mine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, huge yep. fan. I always remember watching this um, with with my parents at home and uh, it, it introduced my uh, penchant for blonde men, should we say. 
Really? Mm, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, because on I think the last episode or the episode before, mm. I chose Dave Starsky as one of my top ten fictional detectives. Okay. And I said on that 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 as a kid playing Starsky and Hutch, mm-hmm. everybody wanted to be Starsky. Nobody wanted yeah. to be Hutch. No, it was always Hutch for me. Really? Always. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then of course it was discovered that he was pretty good at singing too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're a, obviously mm-hmm. a fan of um, Silver Lady. Oh, Silver Lady, yes. <laughs> Don't Give Up On Us was my favourite. <laughs> Absolutely. I've yeah. enjoyed singing those. I'll tell you what, <laughs> Don't Give Up On Us is one of the, is, I think now why that wasn't in my songs that make you cry. It's a beautiful song. Mm. Don't Give yeah. Up On Us. And then one of the B-sides was Black Bean Soup. I can remember. I bought his first three singles. Fantastic stuff. I think Neil might was... be more of a fan than I was. <laughs> no, I, honestly, <laughs> as I said in the last episode, I, my nan knitted me a Starsky mm-hmm. cardigan, and I, I wanted to be Dave Starsky. I thought, I thought what night so of the cool. week was it on? Because I remember it being on a Monday night, but that was when they reran it, and it was late. They See, put I always really thought it late. was a weekend. I thought, I it, thought was... it was Saturday. I'm Saturday, yeah. yeah. It would have been. I, no, I just I saying, before match the of the re-run. day. It was like the, mm. it was nine o'clock, but or whatever, sort of half nine before match. Yeah, of the yeah. Day. So that was when it was originally on. It was the reruns that I can remember because I used to sneak and watch it again on the Monday night. It was right. always about ten o'clock. Or if you go on YouTube, they got full episodes on YouTube as well. It is, wow. yeah, yeah. Some I of them, some of them haven't. Um, they haven't aged very well. Put it that way. <laughs> uh, but like Huggy Bear is still like really cool. And then you've got the angry police captain. Yeah, it's like you know, yeah. The, the trope of the angry captain. But yeah, I, yeah it's just fantastic. That's a good one to start us off with. Uh, it Kim. was. Mm. Go on then, Neil. You're number ten. So I'm going for a cartoon duo on TV, uh, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yes. it was more of a youngster thing for me. I used to love Scooby-Doo. And the fact that there wasn't as many episodes as we remember, and we all gave up watching it when Scrappy-Doo came in because he was pointless. But the original series, it was only like, I can't remember exactly how many episodes, but it was only like two or three series, wasn't it, before Scrappy-Doo came in? It wasn't many. But I used to, I used to think they were going to be more frightening. I always wanted to be a little bit scared. It introduced you to the element of the goose, the ghosts, the ghosts, the ghosts, <laughs> the ghosts. Um, but I still, watching them back, I found an old DVD that the kids used to have of the original series, and I've, I've watched them recently, and they're still really good, really funny. And there's no way they didn't write Shaggy with a stoner not in mind. He is completely What wasn't that yeah, what? But, Scooby snacks were, weren't they? They're like yeah. to, to get over the munchies. Well, yeah, but you don't realize how much of it it's pushed <laughs> that that's what it is in, from the original series. Oh, right. Whereas, like, when you watch them later and you got the scrappy do from the early 80s and through, it, it, it's mentioned, but it's not as much of a cultural thing. <laughs> it just really made me laugh. I didn't realize it was quite as in your face as it is. Right, right. Mm. But what a great couple, anyway. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Although I must yeah. admit that I, 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 I hate the movies. Mm. What, the, what, the live action? Oh, they're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. I don't mind them. They are what they are. I mean, they're not made for us in mind, are they? No, I know that the first one was written by James Gunn. Yeah. I don't know what the second one was. The second one might have been as well, but I just don't know. I, I just find them cringy. I really do. Well, the first one's got Rowan Atkinson in it as well, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, yeah. 
Mm. Okay. I thought, um, actually, just going back to the movies, Matthew Lillard, I thought he did brilliant as Shaggy. I'm not saying he wasn't good. He was good as Shaggy, but the whole, I don't know, something about it. I just it don't. may have worked better if we didn't know it as a cartoon before. Possibly. Possibly. Mm. Or you might have just have to have been completely stoned. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I've never been stoned in my life. Maybe that's what I needed. To yeah, enjoy maybe. It. Just completely whazzed out of my head. Maybe that's what I needed. Okay. Uh, my number 10 is, I think they were 80s, but it's Saint and Greavesy. Early, yeah, from the yeah. early so 80s through, weren't they? Early 80s mm. through. So it's Ian St. John and Jimmy Greaves, two mm-hmm. um, football legends that went to, together and were football pundits, but they had. It was sort of Soccer Saturday before Soccer Saturday, if you like. It was football. They would talk about football, but with a lot of humour mm. going in. And and Jimmy Greaves was one of those natural kind of performers, if you like, as a football player. Yeah. He was a he was a great entertainer, mm. um, and even even more so in front of a camera. And he just had that Cockney wit that that bounced over perfectly with the instant john who was i wouldn't say he was a gruff scottish man he wasn't because he always liked having a laugh but um so many i mean there's again i'll put it on the video playlist there's so many great moments of saint and greavesy one of um uh, jimmy greaves trying to get his hair right when they're off camera and i mean he's not he's not bold but he's got this little bit of a comb over and he's just trying to just place it perfectly and i'm thinking just let it go jim just let it go um and unfortunately that, both both not with us now which is a no shame. sadly yeah. that would have been like the um one of the top podcasts of today if it was oh, around if it, you know what yeah. I mean? it's definitely mm-hmm. a podcast yeah. Wasn't yeah. It in the making. and it's yeah. also someone like jimmy greaves you think if he was in his prime now how much money he'd be worth yeah. Or how much because it must be even players from the eighties and well maybe maybe the eighties. I mean they were, they've all been well paid for the time that they were living in. Mm. But someone like Jimmy Greaves, when they look at players, you know, not very good players that are earning a hundred thousand pounds a week, mm. and you have players that have won the World Cup for England that have to sell their medals to pay for their mm. retirement, it must be so galling. It mm. must be terrible mm. to sort of see that. But yeah. But yeah, they were. I, I wouldn't say they were of their time. I think they were before their time. Yeah, but I think that's a perfect shape, Neil. I think as a podcast, they would have been. Mm. You, again, you Definitely. imagine them the stories that they would tell. The same as people like Rodney Marsh and mm. uh, people mm. like that. The stories that they would tell of mm. what it was like, you know, having the a bygone steak, days, having a steak as your, and a pint as your pre-match meal, yeah. <laughs> having a fag at half time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, those were the days. But apparently, their live show was superb because they I took can it imagine. on tour. Yeah, apparently, I it was can very imagine. Funny. Right. Yeah, and I imagine it was quite filthy as well. I imagine the language would have been a bit more uh, yeah. near the knuckle. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, go on then, Kim. You're number nine. Okay, number nine for me is Jack and Vera Duckworth. <laughs> Jack and Vera. <laughs> what a yeah. great choice. I mean, um, as a kid, obviously, every 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 time you watched Corrie, it was it, it, it kind of felt to me growing up like that's what married couples are like, Jack and Vera. Yeah. Jack yeah. with his pigeons, Vera whinging and and all that. So really, not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, again, they used to have some good couples um, in Corrie, didn't they? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Hilda and Stan Ogden yep. was another one. Yeah. Um, oh, we was Ken and Deirdre Barlow. Oh my I know. God. Yeah. I know. 
Yeah, it, it just feels it feels to me like soaps have moved on, but not like that. If you know what I mean, they don't have the same sort of connections these days as they did back then. I don't think um, they, have, they don't have lovable characters anymore. No, do they? I mean, no. it's been a long time since I've seen a soap opera. Yeah, I must admit, and the. the I mean, I used to be into EastEnders when it first started, but mm. and they, once you saw that they just start after like a three-year cycle, they just recycle the yep. storylines yep. with different people or somebody old comes back. Yeah. But Coronation yeah. Street, I think, had the most sort of lovable characters. Characters, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It always had the more humour to the soap as well, didn't it, Corrie? Mm-hmm. When I watched EastEnders, mm. same as Pav, Lofty was still in it when I last watched EastEnders. Wow. Yeah, that's how long ago. <laughs> um, it was always doom and gloom, isn't it? I, I suppose mm. it still is. Also, didn't um, Jack, that was, what was his real name? Bill? Bill Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, he was a singer as well. Yeah, he? he got, he got yeah. A, quite a decent recording yeah. contract, didn't he? And yeah. released some albums. Yeah. Are they, yeah. I know he died. It's, it's, is she still think, with us? No, I don't think so. Uh, no, no. It's funny because it, it came up on my YouTube timeline a couple of weeks ago was the scene where Jack gets found, like he's dead in his seat, he's dead, mm. dead in his armchair. Mm. And I'd never seen it before. And I thought, Christ, that's a bit, oh my God, that's quite <laughs> yeah, no. shocking. Was he yeah. rotting? He <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> was like this just, just this puddle of of like northern muck. Oh, that sounds mm. horrible. I apologize. Something <laughs> <laughs> so northern that's, listeners. Sweet yeah, I, yeah, I apologize, northern <laughs> listeners. I didn't mean he was northern muck. I meant that like he would have like corroded mm. into his seat. And I apologize. I might cut that bit out. Gone, <laughs> 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 Neil. You're number nine. Let's move on. To so me. it's a comedy duo. It's the two Ronnies. Ah, oh, that's my number um. five. So what's not to love about these two? It took me a while to appreciate Ronnie Corbett more than Ronnie Barker. Uh, I think he was the more accessible when you were younger. But watching some of the reruns back, those stories, those armchair jokes oh. that Ronnie Corbett told were su- are superb. I mean, I didn't yeah. appreciate them when I was younger. I used to find yeah. that bit a bit boring. and yeah. think, But the it was they were superb. And the sketches were just so funny. And they still hold up now. They really do hold up well. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. And of course, Ronnie Barker wrote most of it, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Under a pseudonym, whatever it was. But yeah. Uh, the, the Phantom Raspberry, raspberry Blower, blower of, yeah, of Old London Town yeah. was a classic. Yeah. I always, and I'll I tell you what, I, the other bit I appreciate more watching them again recently is the songs mm. it was finished with. They're a lot funnier than I remember <laughs> them being. Very yeah. clever wordplay. Very clever. You were too Ronnie's fan? Yeah. Not not so much. Um, I liked, I don't remember a whole lot of, of watching them when I was younger, but n- now I've seen sort of reruns of um oh what's the what's the shop one? Open all hours. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I loved him in that. Um also sorry. Ronnie That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that was quite funny. I loved the character that he played in that, but not so much together. I have right. to say, but again, that could be just because I wasn't brought up with it. So yeah, it was always mm. it was always well, it was one of the staple things to watch at Christmas, wasn't yeah. it? Along yeah. with uh, another duo that I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about a little bit <laughs> later on. Um, but I'll tell you the one thing that sort of stopped me from watching them a little bit, and like a lot of things, it was not the nine o'clock news. 
Now, not the nine o'clock news did a piss take of the two mm. Ronnies. I don't know if you can remember that. It was um, Griff Reese Jones, Jones and Mel, and Mel Smith. Smith. Yeah, and they were singing a song. Said we're tipping up and down on the Willy Bum Bum. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and it was like it. Perf- and I fi- I, if I read, I think I read something where uh, Ronnie Barker was really offended by that song right. because he thought, "Oh my God, is this what people think of us? Do people just think that all we do is it's all about?" piss pronouncing our worms and stuff you know and and he got wow. he apparently was really hurt by that song and didn't didn't like the fact that they were taking the mickey out of out of that but i thought that was some of the stuff that, but it was weird how that stopped me turned me off of them for a little bit mm. but mm. i think they did a they did a like a retrospective thing didn't they where they were both back in the studio and looking that's right they old, did looking back yeah just old before episodes. ronnie barker passed mm. yeah it? and yeah. there's mm. some there is some fantastic i mean the the, mm. the four candles sketch is just Obviously, yeah, classic. Genius. The mastermind. Classic. The mastermind. One of the greatest, just, greatest mm-hmm. things yeah, ever written. Wordplay. And so many great things. And so many, like I say, Ronnie Ronnie Barker doing his bits on his own. Mm. I was the same as you, Neil. When as soon as like the the armchair stuff with Ronnie Corbett came on, I was a little bit oh god, this is a bit boring. But you look back on them now, beautifully written yeah. jokes. Mm. Yeah, very funny. You know, and the way he went off on a tangent and came back to the story it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's just that when you watch them, they do they do look very seventies, don't they? That's yeah. the thing, they, yeah. which is weird because that's when they came from. Was the seventies? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay, so uh, my number nine, they were more an audio um, thing, but they did appear on TV. Is Derek and Clive? Oh, um, yeah. and I was, and I think if I'm not, I think it's the first time I heard the c word was listening to Derek and Clive. Oh, that's a famous one, isn't it? When I was about, like, I don't know how old, I was probably eight or nine, and I thought, this is so not, I shouldn't be listening to this, (laughs) because it is, like, terrible. And again, I'll put it on in the the video playlist for our Mm. uh, Patreoners, but it's about as filthy as you can get, I think. (laughs) It is. I mean, it probably isn't shocking today, but back then it was. We were were exchanging the tape at school. Oh, my God. About the first or second year at secondary school. Everybody was having a go at listening to the the tape. Exactly. And it was that thing, it made you feel like you were an adult. Mm. Because you were hearing these two guys, like, arguing with each other and you fucking cag and all that stuff. (laughs) And it was just like, there there wasn't, sometimes there wasn't even any point to their stories. It was just two guys chatting. Dudley Moore and Peter Cook. That's that's who Derek and Clive were. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I can remember watching it or listening to that the first time. Uh, and they were on the TV, weren't they, Neil? I'm sure they I'm were. Sure they, obviously, they were yeah, yeah. I mean, Dudley Cook and um, Peter, Dudley, uh, Dudley Cook Dudley and Peter Moore. Peter Moore <laughs> were all, had their own TV show, didn't they? And they did yeah. Derek and Clive on there. That that's right. But yeah, obviously, yeah. not the explicit version. Not the explicit you had, version. You had but, to wait um, until they were drunk and in a studio doing yeah. it. Yeah, and they would get quite, quite irate with each other as well. And some of it didn't yeah. sound like it was acting. Some of it sounded like they were, especially Peter Cook. Yeah. They were probably both so pissed, weren't they? But probably. also, it's the they corpsed all the time, all the time, all yeah. the time, wow. didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, um, I will put that in the video playlist if you haven't ever seen it. But it is—it's an education. I'll give you that. Yeah. It's definitely an education. I mean, I find it quite funny still, but oh, I some do. people I know don't. <laughs> I some do. people I know really don't find it no. funny. They're like, what? No. No. <laughs> but it's a lot of swearing, and it's a lot of like grade A swearing as well. Mm. So just be warned. Uh, Gone then, Kim. Your number eight. Okay, at number eight for me is Greg Davis and Taylor Lautner. Uh, 
via Cuckoo. Oh right, okay, okay. I've never watched this yet. No, oh, I you need you need to see it. You really do need to see it. Um, obviously, Greg Davis speaks for himself, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, he plays a plays a great part. Um, and obviously Taylor Lautner. For I only was introduced to Taylor Lautner via the uh, the Twilight movies. Of course, you were because yeah. I was Team yes, Jacob. Uh, obviously, yes. He does comedy so well, so well. Um, and yes, definitely, you need to watch it. I oh, certainly will have a look. I enjoyed his other series, um, Man Down. I thought Man really Down, cool. yeah. And, yeah. Um, really what good. was the other one he did? Um, the Cleaner. Was it the Cleaner? Or cleaner? Well, that was the latest. Yeah. That was the last one, wasn't it? Well, he's in the In Betweeners, wasn't he? That's right. Yes. Yeah. He was funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So that that cuckoo wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Andy Samberg was was like the son for in the first series, wasn't he? Yes. That was only in law. Yeah, it was a uh, husband of his daughter. Right. So, so in what the first is Taylor Lautner in? in uh, he comes back as son of the original. So, oh right. Okay. So um, yeah, it, it, it's all a bit strange, but it it does it will make sense when you follow it through. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to have yeah. a look. I will have to have a look. Mm. There's, a, there's a really good video of. Um, I think it must have been for publicity for Cookie. Yeah. Of Grace. Is that Davis. where they're doing getting Taylor Lawton to say words? British yeah, to words. say like oh, proper English yes. words. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. I'll put that in the video uh, playing. But again, it's the it's the chemistry between the two of them that makes it right. Kind of funny. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I lo- I love Greg Davis. Mm-hmm. Worth looking into that, I think, and trying yeah. to be serious. He's a naturally funny guy, is yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh go on then, Neil, you're number eight. So we talked about this duo quite a lot recently over various podcasts, and we'll go back to the 80s. It's Tubbs and Crockett from Yay. Miami Vice. Oh, bless. Uh, how cool were they? I mean, we've said a lot about this programme over the <laughs> over the podcast, but I just, who didn't want to be one of them, really? The way they dressed, the way they were, the epitome of cool, I think, I personally think. And like Pav said, we all wanted to, you know, have a Ferrari, have a pet alligator. We all wanted to be there. We all had the pastel coloured jacket rolled up sleeves, espadrilles. <laughs> no socks. No socks. Yeah. The stubble. Mm. Well, yeah. no, didn't have stubble back then. I mean, I tried. <laughs> a bit of bum fluff, but the cat usually licked it off in the morning. <laughs> but yeah, we all wanted to be them. And and I just think they were a cool couple of dudes, weren't they? And mm-hmm. they still stand out and they've still got a lot of memories from them. Uh, uh, oh, I'm going to rewatch them as well because um, a friend of mine has lent me the box set of all of the Miami Vice. So, wow, really? So I'm going to have a bit of a blast watching all those again. I haven't seen them in ages, but kick-ass music as well. I was going to say that the music oh, was yeah, very absolutely. good as well. Yeah, we mm. spoke about Crockett's theme, didn't we? Mm, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Piece of music, yeah. Jan Hammer. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's a good one, Neil. That is a good one. Uh, okay, my number eight, uh, someone that we all, or two people we all know very, very well, uh, <laughs> Kerry and Curtin from this country. <laughs> I put him number four for me. You put him number four. N- number yeah. two for me. Okay. Mm. Okay, now, as I've said, for four years we did, um, we did the only This Country podcast from what I can yeah. see. Mm. No one else has ever tried to do it because we did it so well, Neil, that, you know, because we, we had the access we and had. We had the access <laughs> that we think, did. Uh, and I still, so it's after 
I mean, I, I don't know the last time I've watched this country, but I still feel like way too close to it. Mm. I think I'm, I've I've said it so many times that I like dissected the show and went through it to get quizzes and to get sound bites and that so many times at like mm-hmm. fifteen second increments. That I still feel I can't watch it without enjoying it. Mm. Um, but I do feel like give it maybe a year or so, and I'll go back to it, and then like we'll really enjoy watching it again. It's exactly what I've done is come away from it for a bit just yeah. so you can re-engage in it and not feel so fatigued. Yeah, anything. but you can't deny that they are they are just a great yeah. duo, a great comedy yeah. duo. Yeah, absolutely. That's well, cool. I was always hoping, I mean, just quickly, that they were, so say I'd written another sitcom that would be for the two of them, but we've heard nothing since about that, have we? Yeah. So, fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed. Well, Daisy has sort of gone off into the stratosphere, hasn't she? She's in a, yeah. she's in a different sort of level now compared to... Did you? Where's... Did anybody watch... I mean, did you watch The Witch Finder with her in? Um, yes. yes. And? I I didn't finish it, I'll be honest. I, I thought it was okay. I just thought her character was far too close to Kerry. Mm. She's yeah. sort of like, it's, it's you know, she was like a bumbling oaf kind of thing, but with a heart of gold, you know? And it just seemed a little bit too much like, Kerry for me so I, yeah. I I didn't mind it I thought it was good I had a really an amazing cast yeah you know a fantastic cast of people and it was it was written well but mm-hmm. you know I don't know Kim what do you think I I enjoyed it obviously I enjoyed it and it introduced me to Tim Key who I'd not not been introduced to before mm. and um yeah I mean he's very good uh, I did. There were an awful lot of times that if I shut my eyes, it could have been Kerry mm. talking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did think that. No, I do agree. But uh, I thought mm. I, um, I, I owed it to them for them if we're doing TV yeah. duos for them to yeah, be absolutely. in the top. Yeah, yeah, so, um, had to be in there. So okay then, uh, Kim, your number seven then, please. Okay, my number seven is uh, Martin Clunes and Neil Morrissey Yay. as Men, men Behaving Behave. Badly. Yeah. I used to love this show. Yeah, I think it was, funny. It, was uh, it was 90s, right? It was, it was, it was yeah. Yeah, very 90s. 90s yeah. yeah, and I think everything about it was 90s, wasn't it? It's mm. just how, how I imagined people of that age would be living and acting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's that lads yeah. era. That, yeah, that absolutely. Thing, you, know, you know, FHM and yeah. Loaded it. Magazine and all that. <laughs> yeah. And nothing yeah. but drinking. But I'm the same as you. Kim, I I used to like love and I buy it on DVD and just yeah. watch it over. It helped that I had a crush on Caroline Quintin. That was my that yeah was my crush. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were they were. I mean, again, I haven't seen them for a long time, so I don't know if they've held up. No, I've not watched them in ages. Very. I well. think for me, the problem would be that I love Martin Clunes as Doc Martin now, and I, right. I, when I see him as Doc Martin, I don't see him as Gary now. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's a time thing as well. Could be. I and I think I missed mm. the first couple of series that um, Neil Morrissey joined because I did try mm. and watch it when Harry Enfield did it. I don't know. That like first it. series, and that was mm. awful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You could see that it was mm. it was set up to be a star vehicle for Harry Enfield. Yeah. And mm. it was sort of like they gave him all of what was supposed to be the funny stuff to do. And mm. he just he did he didn't seem natural. No. But but Neil Morrissey and yeah. Martin Clunes together were like really really good. Those as a foursome were yeah. really good with Leslie mm. Ash and Caroline. Yes, Quinn. yeah, really really good. Um, yeah. yeah, it might be worth delving back into that just to have a little look and see whether 
mm. to see whether the, it, it holds up. Because I, I got a feeling that it could end up feeling a little bit like Carry On movies, where yeah. <laughs> some of them are okay, but some of them you think they will All get a bit close. Yeah, yeah. Can't yeah. say that these yeah. days. It's yeah. just it's a, definitely a thing of the nineties. But uh, yeah. that's a good one. I didn't even mm. think about them. Oh bloody hell! Mm. That's a good one. Uh, right, go on then, Neil. You're number seven. So this couple were uh, all the rage, probably late 90s into the 2000s. It's Buffy and Angel. I was with everybody else that got hooked in it and uh, watched it religiously every week. And so much so, I think I've watched all of them a few times through now. And um, in the last lockdown, I was uh, re-watching them and really enjoying them. Uh, but the, com- the, the, the connection those two had were... You know, one minute they were together, one minute they weren't. And it was very much, you know, will they, won't they stay together? And then obviously Angel went off and had his spin-off series, which I think was just as good as Buffy. Are you two fans? Were you? No. No, No, my wife was a massive fan. Up in the loft, we've got the entire, like, DVD collection of Buffy and Angel. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was a huge fan of the day. And, yeah, I thought it held up really well when I rewatched it. I mean, some of the effects are obviously a bit ropey, but Mm. that was of its time. But mm. yeah, apart from the all think... musical episode, the all, the uh, oh, what was it? Once, Once more, more with feeling. feeling. I think it's great super. songs. Some great songs on there. Yeah, and really there's are. an episode in Angel that I think holds up really well. Is when they when he becomes a Muppet. Right. Yeah, I had heard of that one. I haven't seen. Yeah, it. that's a really a really good one. He wakes up as this puppet. Well, a Muppet, and he he's having to solve things as this puppet. It's really quite funny. It really is. So that's a good yeah. one. But yeah, I just a lot of laughs, and again, it's this thing where you know younger generations could watch it and be creative. You know, they were quite scary. I mean, some of them were edited. I didn't realise until recently that on BBC Two when they were showing it at a quarter to seven or seven o'clock or whatever time it was, they were a bit cut. But music done by Thomas Wanker. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Always makes me laugh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what, a, what a critical name that is, isn't it? You have that, eh? I mean, yeah. well, in America, it's not funny, is it? Because they don't use that terminology. It, it really. writes its own headlines with a name <laughs> like that, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, see, now, why wasn't that in the top 10 fascinating facts at the start of the night? Because <laughs> it's not a duo, is it? Well, I suppose not, no. I you know. If we, do, if we do top 10 musical composers or TV composers, look. Yeah, that'll be in the facts. That'll be in the facts. Well, you've Thomas already, Wanker. You've already blown it now, Neil. That's, that's a fact. Well, you know, might forget. I'll bring it back again. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Okay, uh, my number seven uh, is the Cape Crusader and his boy wonder, Batman and Robin. That's the wow. 66 TV. Oh, uh, that's my number five. That's wow. your number five. Yeah. Um, again, we have spoken about these guys quite a, a bit uh, and on certain podcasts um but i think i don't think there's ever been a series quite like it for the color the campness the the tongue in cheekness if you like but it was a show i can remember watching as a kid and and like devouring it the whole pow blam um i can also remember i think it was was it weetabix or someone like that whether you had a letraset um it was like a background and then you had like little transfers that you could oh, yeah. remember and it had yeah. like a blam and pow and then a Batman and a penguin and 
Um, I can wow. remember getting that. I think they went for Doctor Who as well, didn't they? Or oh, Doctor mm. Who had the little stand-up characters, didn't they? That's right. But um, wow. yeah, Adam Adam West is like legendary mm. Ward and such an, an amazing array of villains that were like top actors of the you know Vincent Price and yeah. Burgess Meredith and Eartha Kitt, um, Eartha Kitt, yeah, and people like that. I mean, it's just fantastic. And mm. I, I'm surprised they haven't tried to do. Oh, I suppose would you class the you know bat, the, the the George Clooney Batman and Robin as a as a like a version of that where it's no. more sort of no no I don't think you can but, no uh, and and again I've watched these again not so long ago and they still hold up really well I think they're so funny they're a lot funnier now when you're older than yeah. when you were younger obviously mm-hmm. it was all the action and the excitement when you were younger and the, like you said the pow the biff and all that yeah but are they funny because they're like over campy no they're funny because they're supposed to be funny oh right right yeah yeah you genuinely you realise the laughs that they're having and how much of a must have been how much of a laugh they must have had filming them mm. you know and some of the speeded up stuff is just really funny <laughs> <laughs> and I think on purpose. I don't think they did it, you know, uh, just because that was the way they did, like the Batmobile going so fast out of the cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was done on purpose because <laughs> if you look in the like in the foreground or sort of in the background or whatever, something moving, they haven't like tried to avoid that. So if somebody's walking there, they're walking just as fast. Right. Wow. So it makes me laugh. It really does. But it's great. Like Pav said, the cast is huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. Kim, a fan? It, I never was as a, as a child, but I think hearing that and thinking about, you know, the likes of the Marvel stuff and that now, I think I'd appreciate it more now than I mm. ever would have mm. then. Definitely. Yeah, because yeah, it's a lot mm. more, all of the, the the Marvel and DC stuff is a lot more yeah. earnest and serious now. There's, yeah. there's, there's humour, obviously, but... Yeah. But yeah. the Batman sort of sixty six was so colourful and so yeah. in your face and just yeah. something to look at everywhere, you know, and great yeah. set designs and and stuff like that. But so. some of the costume, I mean, the Batman costume itself. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. so used to this leather or PVC <laughs> sort of costume that the guys wear now, and he's just got a that. leotard on. That's he's all he's got. got. A leotard, yeah. <laughs> With a like a plastic bat stuck on his chest. That's it. That's and the it. utility belt, though. Utility we all want the utility belt. Can't have that. Uh, right then, Kim, your number six, then, please. Okay, for me, number six is uh, David Walliams and Matt Lucas. Um, now, generally, I didn't like a lot of the stuff that they did, but the the one thing I did enjoy of theirs was Rock Profile, where they used to do the spoof, oh, of yes. the pop groups, yes. and. And all of that, I really enjoyed those, and oh, I have. About that. Yeah, I've rewatched a lot of those. Um, uh, Jamie Theakston also featured That's in a lot right. of them, and uh, they used to rip, rip the piss out of him as well, which is very good. Um, yes, yes. Um, Matt Lucas doing Elton John, <laughs> yes, was great. Yeah, it was all like the tantrums in Tiara's thing yeah. when he just start having yeah. a go at him. Yeah, I remember. You, I used to watch that before I was going on a like a late shift. And that used to be on on God, what was it? BBC Choice or something. It like was that? something like yeah. that. Yeah, like one o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. So I'd, like, yeah. I'd watch a bit, and it'd be like fifteen minutes of one. Yeah, like, one thing, group, and then, and then minutes it, of something yeah. else, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like take that. They yeah, do take that, like that. Take that steps. They were all. They were my favourite ones. Yeah, that's a that's a great one because yeah. I, I haven't thought about that. God, I haven't yeah. thought about them for ages. That must have been 
That would have been early 2000s then, wouldn't it? I would have thought. Must have been. Must have been. Yeah, Yeah, must have been. Because I was never a fan of Little Britain. No, me neither. I'm going to be honest. No, no, me neither. No. But that was like just um, catchphrase after catchphrase, basically. I think, Mm. didn't that Catherine Tate do the same kind of thing then? It was like... yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could argue the fast show, but the fast show was actually funny with it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They were they were catch show catchphrase humor, but to me, they actually had a joke behind it rather than just going for the catchphrase. No, I agree, I agree. But yeah, I mean, that's another one. I'm gonna have to. They must be on YouTube. I'll have to have Mm -hmm. a little uh, look at those because I used to enjoy those rock profiles. Yeah, yeah, very good, great, very good. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day Sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, then, Neil, your number six, please. So we sort of mentioned about their Christmas specials. It's Morecambe and Wise. That's my number three. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what is there to say? I mean... The straight guy to the funny guy worked perfectly well. Um, and again, it's humour that I've grown to appreciate more the more I've seen the reruns and things. So come Christmas, they always put one at like the 77 Christmas special or whatever it is, the famous yeah. one. And you watch it now and you think, 
Actually, that's a lot funnier than I remember it being. A lot funnier. And I think Eric Morgan, well, you can see where Vic Reeves gets his inspiration from, can't you? For sure. Yeah. And he was just a legend, wasn't he? Uh, I think, you know, an absolute comedy genius. He really was. Yeah. Yeah. Kim? I, I never, never really, really saw a lot of them back in that sort of at that sort of time. I was very young in the seventies, obviously. <laughs> I mean, were you <laughs> born in the seventies? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Unfortunately, most of them I, we would I remember have to, seeing. Have, most have of them to sort of tell you more about what they were. I remember the seventies. <laughs> I think, I think, because obviously, like Neil said, I think you do appreciate it more when you see it later on. So I think when I look back now, I can see, yes, that that was funny. Mm. But at the time, I would never have appreciated them like that. Yeah. I think because I, mm. I, I, it was always that thing, do you like the two Ronnies or do you like Morecambe and Wise? Morecambe Wise and, and I yeah. think Morecambe and Wise always, for me, like their musical numbers, it wasn't them... It wasn't them dressing up as women or or doing... Imp- yeah. You know, like Little and Large used to dress up as people and, and do... Yeah. And I used to, I'd never used to like that. Whereas but Morecambe and Large weren't funny. No, that is true. Really but Morecambe and Wise used to do like big dance numbers with famous mm. people, you know, Glenda Jackson or be mm. like Angela Richard Rippen. and Angela yeah. Rippen, which very yeah. famously. Um, and Andre Previn. Andre Previn. There, mm-hmm. There's so many amazing moments. And the fact they went from the BBC to ITV and I think they went back to the BBC. Yeah. They did it on, but I wasn't too keen on their ITV. Stuff. I'm getting a bit more sort of like like a connoisseur of it. Like, you know, <laughs> but the BBC, and like you say, Eric Morecambe. The one thing about Ernie Wise, though, I think the mark of a good straight man mm. is that he still has his moments. You know, he is not just a hundred percent straight man. No, no, he, he has he was his a funny guy. Himself, he has his he? yeah, and he's a he was a really talented guy, but he he knew when to be funny, and he knew when to let the actual funny guy just do his yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he was just like a play thing for Eric Morecambe to like mm. look under his wig or, you know, slap his cheeks or stuff like that. <laughs> I think they they were just absolute geniuses, both of so them. So funny. Yeah. So yeah. funny. Oh, dear. And that's something I'll put some of their best bits on the video playlist without a shadow of a doubt because they are fantastic. Okay, my number six. Uh, you heard it on the thing. Miss Kitty. Oh, not that one, no. That one. You stupid little plonker, Rodney. Uh, Del Boy and Rodney from Only Four. My number three. That's your number three. Um, now, obviously, again, this is a this is from the eighties. Early eighties was when Only Fours and Horses started, mm. and and some of the stuff doesn't age well, doesn't travel well through the decades. It has to be said. Mm-hmm. But as a as a duo, as a double act, if you like, I think you can't really go wrong with David Jason. David Jason's another one of those guys, a bit like I think like Ronnie Barker. An amazing comedian. Um, well, not just an amazing, an amazing actor. I mean, yeah, he didn't very just, much. Not, a good yeah, actor. didn't just yeah. do comedy. Mm. But as Del Boy, and especially Del Boy and Rodney, they are what I would say are the, the quintessential British comedy characters. If you mm. like, you know, they're, they're not heroes. They're they're not successful. No. You know, they have nothing but flaws. But they always are ready to fight another day, you know. They mm. they they're for themselves, especially Del Boy. All he wants to do is be rich. He just wants a five or more than he can spend, as one of the <laughs> things I always remember him saying. But he also loves his family and he also is loyal to his family. But 
again, some of the moments that Dell and Rodney, you know, I've yeah. never been a massive fan of Nicholas Linders, I have to yeah. say, especially, especially as the series went on. I think he was great when he was like a, like an, almost a, like a stroppy teenager, yeah, stroppy, stroppy teenager, teenager, like ex student yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. That he was a bit sort of like dopey when he sort of became mm. like a, like the yuppie in the suit and was with Cassandra. He got a bit of a drippy, yeah, a bit of a, yeah. A wet blanket kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Um, but still had some great stuff though. Oh, yeah. oh, you know, I, I, I re- John again, I writing was amazing. I rewatched all these uh, with glee. I sat <laughs> watched all of these because I'd <laughs> forgotten so much of it. And the, the David Jason is so good, so good oh. in that role. I mean, some of it's a little suspect on what they talk about now, yeah, nowadays, yeah, yeah. but it is, like we said before, of its time of and its everything. Time. But yeah, I just, I find them hilarious. I just find it, there's so many memorable moments from mm. the whole series. Yeah. There really is. Right from the series one, that, you know, they're ingrained. If you, when you ever see these Channel 5, 100 greatest comedy scenes, there's always a load mm, from many there are. There mm. really is because they are so funny. Mm. Now, and Kim, they really were, gave me barely laughs now. That's yeah, you were probably still. just in, in nappies, weren't you, in like 81? <laughs> when, when, uh, I, I, I wasn't, I, I, not, not so much nappies, but um, it wasn't high on my priority watch list i have really? to say and it, and it hasn't been something obviously i've seen all the all the classic clips and i used to live uh, at that time not far away from claysmore school which is where they filmed the chandelier oh, right yeah okay. so obviously we had a lot of there was a lot of uh, publicity in that around that at the time um so that's something that i always remember it for and um but like you say, I think towards as it as it got older, it kind of lost it a little bit. Yeah, they did one yeah. too many yeah. episodes. If you know yeah, what I mean. yeah. Once and they I became... also wasn't happy that they took it to the stage. I didn't think. Yeah, I've that seen... was a great idea. Yeah, I do. I've, I've seen. Pre... Oh, I think I don't know they put put the whole performance up online or somebody mm. just filmed it from the stage. Yeah, and I I wasn't a massive fan of it. I must have no. Because I don't think anybody should be playing Del Boy apart from no, exactly. Uh, you know, yeah, David Jason, David Jason. You know, it just yeah. it's just not right. But no. Uh, no. Okay, so that Ooh. was my number six. So Kim, what's your number? Okay, five? my number five is coming a bit more up to date with Martin Compton and Vicky McClure in Line oh, of Duty. Oh, Line of Duty. Okay. Yes. Perhaps not I... watched this yet. I've okay. Never seen it. Okay. No. So no spoilers or anything. But no, that's fine. You can spoil um, it. It's it's a great drama series, and also each each season, if you like, has different characters. Uh, when they've had some really good people play mm. them, but the chemistry that these two have together is is just really good and makes for good viewing. It does, mm-hmm. and our friend Craig Parkinson. Yes, it? yes, of course. So, as yeah. someone that's never watched it. Mm. And is this? Do these two have the the same old trope of will they, won't they? In, in you know, no, not really. No, not really. That's, not that's really. quite refreshing then, because mm. I was only thinking today how many shows have or they have to latch on to that will Use they, that won't they a, kind of thing. No, no, it's okay. it's all it's always it was always more of a, a mate thing because that's that's you know, a bit of a catchphrase, all right, mate, and things like that as well. But, um, no, I've never thought about 
them to being, you know, an item or nice. will it ever get to that stage? So, okay. Mm. That's fair enough. But it is quite, a, is it quite a grisly show? Is it got like, not particularly. Not it's grisly. It keeps you on the yeah. edge of your seat. Yes. It's more like that. You yeah. really, you want, it seems to be one of those tropes where they end on a cliffhanger all the yeah. time. Yeah. Right. And you, you think like partway through a series, you think you've got it sussed about what's going to happen. And then it just completely turns on its head. And yeah. How many so series have they done then? Uh, five, five, five. five. Mm. That seems like a lot of. But there's rumor it's coming what? back, isn't it? Mm. Well, probably. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be one of like BBC's uh, crime jewels at the moment. Mm. Well, it divi- the last series divided people. It big did, time. yeah. And you know, uh, I think they want to address mm. what they said was the final series. I think that's what's happened because mm. it divided people so much. Mm. Oh right, okay, intriguing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I might give that a go. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Neil, so at number five, you said Batman and Robin. I did. Uh, at number five, I said the two Ronnies. Mm-hmm. So we're back with you, Kim, for your okay. number four. Okay, my number four, um, which may surprise you, is Armstrong and Miller. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Um, particularly the airman sketches. <laughs> They, uh, where they, um, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but on their, on their, um, their BBC show, they used to do uh, sketches where they were airmen, but when they spoke to each other, they were trying to be like cool and down with the kids and yeah, you need to find a sketch like that because it's just hilarious, especially, you know, they're, they're two well, well spoken gents and Mm. yeah. And and having them say some of those things is just really funny. Yeah. Was it Armstrong and Miller that used to do the sketch, the naked sketch? Was that those two? I don't remember that one. No, if anyone would remember a nakedness, it would be <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would remember. Ch- chances are, chances are it would have been me to remember that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I Maybe don't remember not. a naked one. Maybe it's somebody oh. else. They were quite funny. I, mean, I like, would offer everything... to Google it, but I'd probably have someone yeah. come and take <laughs> everything that. was strategically <laughs> placed, and then mm. all of a sudden it wasn't strategically placed. Mm. Uh, and so also, I... I think so much now um, you see, obviously, Alexander Armstrong does a lot of presenting and stuff yeah. now, Pointless. and yeah, and Ben Miller does a lot of drama stuff. But when they were together, they were really good. Mm. Really Very good. funny. I can't say I've ever seen any of their stuff, but I've just looking at so the RAF pilots. Is that? Yeah, that's them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, RAF airmen chat up some hotties. Is that what it could be? It could be one of those. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Maybe artist Blair Jones. For shizzle, there's buff. <laughs> Was in there big time, Brett. You know what I mean. The blonde one was eyeing my packet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> see her clocking my unit and all this? It's a good look for you, man. You look well now in respect. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can see all like my pants and this and that. <laughs> yes, you can see all your pants. If someone looks at you, they can see like all your pants. Okay, we'll have to give them a little <laughs> listen. To, a yeah, they, they were funny. They were yeah. good. They did some so they were, I, I, I can't, I don't know why I never saw... So when were they on TV then, Armstrong and Miller? <gasps> BBC Two, wasn't it? It was definitely it was, BBC Two. Yeah, uh, and it was like a h- half-hour show mm. once a week. Oh, right. Sketch show, um, yeah. Sketch show, it was a sketch show, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go, that's something that completely passed me by that, did Did they come mm. from, like, another troupe? 
and split off Armstrong and Miller? Or were they just themselves? I, I don't know. I don't remember ever knowing of them. I think they were in Steps. Were they? I think they were. I thought it was Aqua. Now that's the one I, I got to see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Right. So, uh, Neil, number four, you said was Kerry and Curtin. Yep. Uh, mine, number four. Are two of the greatest cartoon characters ever, Tom and Jerry. You did mention them in the. Uh, I did, Tom the, and Jerry. Uh, in the facts, I think they are. They, I mean, they are the itchy. They wouldn't be itchy and scratchy in The Simpsons uh, if it wasn't for Tom and Jerry. Yeah, but it's it's very old style, like black and. Well, you think of the black and white movies. Yeah, you think of um, just the the, the violence. Yeah. That is that is masqueraded as comedy or the comedy masqueraded as violence, whichever way you want to do it. They got to a point, I can't remember what, what year it was, but they, the style of it seemed to change. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, there no, was a, the animation. The animation yeah. style yeah. changed. And the ones pre that were the ones that I loved. Yeah. And they were always just five minutes of just absolute joy. And you knew what was going to happen. You knew that Tom was going to get beating the crap out of or have all of his um, whiskers twanged out yeah. of his face. Jerry was face. quite a smug little shit though, wasn't he? <laughs> he was horrible. Yeah. He was a horrible... I've always said I would love to have done a range of T-shirts that had things like Jerry squashed in a mouse trap, right, with like tongue hanging out and like his eyeballs like popped out and t- Tom stood over him saying got the bastard mm-hmm. and that's what the t-shirt would be and you could have like Tweety Pie and Sylvester you could yeah. have Wiley Coyote and the and the road, the road runner. runner yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that would what it be but a whole I mean it would cost a fortune licensing I know it would but yeah. it'd be like that would be the thing got the bastard so you finally Tom wins you know and yeah. that, I mean it never would have happened obviously but uh but, but those yeah. two, if you think of, I, uh, we're going to say the I word, if if you ask anybody the iconic TV duos or most famous, mm-hmm. I'm sure most people will bring them up first. Yep. Without a doubt. Yeah. Mm. Without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, but obviously I'm the only one that's got him in my top yeah. ten. So. Yeah. <laughs> they are timeless though as well. Oh, without they? a doubt. I mean, I remember watching them when I was a kid. I remember putting them on for my kids when they were small. But just because it was just so entertaining. I think kids... It doesn't matter what age the kids are. Yeah. As soon as they can recognise two people hitting themselves, yeah. I think they find it funny. Mm. I know with like my yeah. granddaughter who is, I know, she's like nearly one and a half. Mm. If I pretend to hit myself in the head, mm. she absolutely wets herself. Mm. Luckily, she's got a nappy on while she's sat on me while I'm hitting myself. But it's weird how yeah. people find other yeah. people hurting themselves yeah. as funny. Yeah. As yeah. comedy, it's just very, mm-hmm. very strange. Mm. There must be some kind. There, there's some deep and you know subconscious meaning to it. I'm, I'm sure, but we haven't got Definitely. the time to delve into that. We haven't got the time. Okay, yeah. so that was my number four. So Kim, we're on to your number three. Then, please. okay, getting close now. Okay, so my number three is the wonderful Kathy Burke and James Dreyfus in Gimme Gimme Gimme. Yay. Oh dear! I mean, it's been a Kathy... long time since I've seen it. A yeah. long time. I don't think I've seen it since. I think it was this original. is a show that was definitely of its time. Yes, I don't definitely. Think it make this show today? No, no, no. But every everything that it kind of stood for is is just comedy gold, isn't it? I mean, the, I the character the character that Kathy Burke was is just. <laughs> I think. I think if I'm 
probably honest, it's where I was heading. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to be like that. I wanted to have that kind of um, self-confidence, I think. And, you know, there, there are a lot of a lot of young people these days that could do with being more like that. But, mm. you know, for other reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was just 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 funny and james name? linda wasn't it linda, linda that's right. Li- yeah and james dreyfus was just just fantastic. classic yeah yeah yeah, fantastic. yeah i can always remember when you say about that self-confidence i think for, <laughs> with her it was like blind self-confidence oh, oh definitely definitely because yes. she was walking down the street yeah. when there's a load of builders were wolf whistling <laughs> but it was behind she couldn't see behind her was this gorgeous woman <laughs> yeah. so she's just walking down the street going hey boys <laughs> so she thinks that they're wolf whistling to her yeah. and yeah there was some yeah. there's some great lines yeah. in that show Really, but, really great, but also a lot of other stuff that you just couldn't get away with. No, I think I've said but, this before on a previous mm-hmm. episode, but I used to let my kids watch it. Yeah, because again, it was like it that they like my kids were little; they didn't understand any of the yeah like the sexual things they were saying. Yeah, yeah. it was just like a cartoon. You had this mm-hmm. like this woman with like bright orange hair, yeah, smacking the crap out of this bloke or whatever. Mm. And one of my daughters watched it a few months ago. And like messaged me or, or phoned me or the next time I saw her, she said, I cannot believe you let us watch that show. It is filthy. I said, yeah, but you didn't understand what it meant. It's just, it's just But it, it was, it was a great show. Again, I haven't seen it for a while. So I wonder how. I, I, don't, I don't know if anybody's sort of replaying it now. I'm, I'm probably not. Probably not. Um, no. no, I'm sure no. you could find it. Though. I'm sure it's yeah. somewhere. We've got. I'm yeah. sure we've got them upstairs somewhere on. on but Kathy Burt, I think I mean, that lady is a yeah. legend. Absolutely, she, she definitely. Is. But I think in real life, she's someone that just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You know, mm. she's yeah. you know she's just at that point of her life now where yeah. she's quite happy to talk about people that she's shagged or people yeah. that she <laughs> hasn't or people she liked to or stuff. You know, she's she's a bit yeah. like that Miriam Margulies. Oh, she's oh, yeah, well. just, yeah. Here's the thing, right? I, I found mm-hmm. this out today and mm-hmm. it absolutely... So I, I do my walks today because I'm on my mm-hmm. trying to get myself fit thing. Mm-hmm. And and the very first day I went for my walks, what was that? As we're recording this, it was 67 days ago. I saw a rabbit, right? And it looked like the Cadbury's Caramel Rabbit. Because I thought, man, wow. that's, the, that's the sexiest rabbit I've ever seen, <laughs> apart from the Cadbury's Caramel Rabbit. And I spoke about it today on the Facebook Live, because I do a Facebook Live as I'm walking yep. around. And somebody told me that Miriam Margulies was the voice of the Cadbury's Caramel Rabbit. Really? Really? And I thought, no way. And they, Well, she's they, a great so, actress. So somebody, somebody Googled it and said, that is the absolute truth. Wow. That Miriam Margulies, uh, and she was also... The voices of the chimps, or one of the chimps on the uh, PG Tips hat as well. Wow! <laughs> yeah. For God, is there no end to this woman's oh. talents? Wow! I was absolutely blown away. I thought, oh my God, I won't look at that Cabra's caramel bunny ever again. again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, um, right. So Neil, you said for number three, <laughs> Dell and Rodney. Uh, yep. I said for number three, Morecambe and Wise. Uh, Kim, for your number two, you said Kerry and Curtin. Yep. So, Neil, your number two, please. So, they're not really known as a duo, but I think they work so well together on TV as a duo. Is Ricky Gervais and Carl Pilkington. 
Um, okay. Their TV show. If it wasn't for the two of them together, and we and it was just Stephen Merchant, it wouldn't be as funny. So if you watch something like the Ricky Gervais show, it's basically those two, and they're the ones that are having the most laughs to me. Uh, I just think they work so well together. On they TV, were... though? The Idiot Abroad. Yeah, they the Idiot Abroad. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Yeah. right, okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. on the podcast and stuff. Well, there is, and they made a TV show of the Ricky Gervais show. You're absolutely right, cartoon, yeah, I apologise. Um, yeah, which is right. my staple late night. If I want, like, Pav goes to sleep with the carry-ons, I quite often put those cartoons on. And they those <laughs> two together properly give me belly laughs. Mm. Still to this day, <laughs> I mean... It's usually Ricky's reaction to what Carla said and the the things and the way that guy laughs at his stuff is so genuine. Um, it makes you can't but make not make you happy. It just <laughs> just makes me laugh, and I could listen to those two talking for days, you know, forever. I think I just think they work so well together. Even when they did Derek together, I know he was just uh, Carl was playing himself, but. It still works so well, and I, I really, really want them to get back together and do something. They really should. So, that's yeah, it. yeah, that's to... a good one. Kim, are you a fan? I'm, I'm not a fan of Ricky Gervais, I have to say, but I did watch it, um, An Idiot Broad, and mm. I did enjoy that because I think Carl Pilkington is very good. But also, I am a very big fan of Stephen Merchant too. So yeah, I do love yeah. Stephen Merchant. Don't get me yeah. wrong, and I think his new series, The Outlaws, is oh, one of the best things yes. that TV has had for years. Definitely, definitely. Have you watched that, Pat? I've not seen the second series yet. I've seen. <clears> the you need to get on it. It's get so on good. Yeah, yes. my missus so already watched good. the second series. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've watched it. Brilliant, mm. brilliant. Yes. Okay, yeah. that's fair enough. Be nice to see the three of them to get together. Yeah, it would be, it'd be nice yeah. to get them back and do do something together, wouldn't it? Mm. My daughter actually, uh, as again as we're recording this on Monday, uh, went to Leicester Square and watched some of uh, Ricky Gervais doing his um, like working out his new stand up. Oh, okay. Ooh. So yeah, managed Ooh. to go. She, uh, one of her mates, got some like because he he released the tickets really like, like last minute. Mm. It's only him working through stuff, so it's not like a proper finished show. And he did, I think, sort of like half hour, 45 minutes or something. And um, uh, so, yeah, it was quite an interesting way of seeing a bit did of Did she comedy. say it was funny? She did say it was funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a little bit disappointed lo- with his last. I was a little bit disappointed with his last. How were you? I found that really funny. I yeah. really did. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy his stand-up. I do enjoy his stand-up. Yeah, he's very mm. good. Okay, uh, my number two... Uh, again, started in the 90s. I've followed these guys' careers all the way from since then. Vic and Bob. So Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer, um, right from Vic Reeves' big night out. Uh, actually, I think the first time I saw him was when uh, on Jonathan Ross's um, chat show. Yeah, he did oh, the, Saturday, the Friday, not the Friday night with Jonathan Ross, the Saturday thing, didn't he? On yeah, on Channel 4. 4. And he, they, wow. he used to do like a, a quiz in the middle of it. Mm. And Vic and Bob used to do characters like poking their head out of like a, like a, out of a window, from what I can remember. Mm. But yeah, Vic and Bob, um, I think they're a lot like Monty Python. They're a lot like Marmite. You either <laughs> like them <laughs> and think that they're hilarious or you have no idea what's going on. Um, especially their sort of comedies like The Smell of Reeves and Mortimer and um, Vic Reeves, you know, Big Night Out and things like that. I just, I'm just in the groove of the kind of comedy and Shooting Stars obviously was something that made him a little bit more mainstream. Mm-hmm. 
Um, again, now they're sort of like gone their separate ways and, and Bob is off fishing with Paul Whitehouse and Vic is doing like his art and doing stuff for Channel 4 and that. But And he's losing his name. He's not going to be known as Vic Reeves. He's going back to Jim Moore. Jim, is he? Ooh. So is he losing mm. his name by choice? He's going to retire. Yeah, he's, he's doing it by choice because he's actually said he's going to retire soon. He's got a couple more things to do. Yeah, well, he's and not very he's, well, is he? He's he's, no. um, he's got some, like, degenerating disease or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so he's but, actually retiring. He's announced that this is yeah. it, really. No, fair he's, play. Mm. Fair play. I had, the, I had the pleasure of going to see him live a couple of times with the Big Night Out tour. And, um, yeah, with the Big Night, they, they did a couple of characters called Donald and Davy Stott that had, like, um, bold wig things and little bits of tape for a moustache. And they'd wear skirts and stupid stuff. And me and my mate went thinking everybody's going to be dressed up. So we dressed up as Donald and Davey Stott and there was nobody <laughs> else dressed up. <laughs> Apart from one guy that was dressed up in like a white like overall coat. So he was Les, which is their like assistant. Mm-hmm. And we, we looked like a right couple of knobheads. <laughs> and I, but inside my jacket, I had like mm-hmm. 10 pieces of tape in case this tape got all sweaty and went off. I thought I'm all prepared. Yeah, and look, obviously there wasn't anything like mobile phones to take photographs then, so we couldn't even take a photograph of us doing it. So <laughs> what a nightmare. Um, okay, so before we uh, actually announce our number ones, Kim, would you like to give us a rundown of your 10 to 2? Okay, okay. So at number 10, Starsky and Hutch. Uh, number 9 is Jack and Vera Duckworth. Number 8 is Greg Davis and Taylor Lautner in Cuckoo. Number seven would be Martin Clunes and Neil Morrissey in their Men Behaving Badly days. And number six sees Matt Lucas and David Williams in their rock profile. Uh, number five is Martin Compton and Vicky McClure uh, via Line of Duty. Armstrong and Miller, uh, particularly the Airman RAF men sketches, is at number four. Kathy Burke and James Dreyfus, Gimme, Gimme, Gimme at number three. And our old friends, Kerry and Curtin, uh, for this country at number two. Wonderful. Neil, your 10 to two, please. <laughs> so at number 10, I've got Shaggy and Scooby-Doo. Oh. Nine, the two Ronnies. <laughs> number eight, Tubbs and Crockett. Number seven, Buffy and Angel. Number six, Morecambe and Wise. Number five, Batman and Robin. Number four, Kerry and Curtin. Number three, Dale Boy and Rodney. Number two, Ricky Gervais and Carl Pilkington. Do you know how much trouble I have, like, what, right, so just a little thing for our YouTube channel. When we do the 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 t- 10 to 2 rundown, I put the pictures in. Right. Right. And if you go, then the picture just flashes really, really quick. <laughs> Slow me down. Put me to 33. <laughs> I, was, I was listening to that then thinking, Jesus Christ, there's going to be like a tiny little flash. Yeah. <laughs> Subliminal. <laughs> Subliminal. Yeah, so my number 10 is Saint and Greavesy. My number nine <laughs> is Derek. <laughs> Derek and Clive. Eight is Kerry and Curtin. Seven, Batman and Robin. Six, Del and Rodney. Five, the two Ronnies. Four, Tom and Jerry. Three, Morecambe and Wise. And number two, Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer. So, Kim, what is your number Whoa. one EV duo? Okay, number one for me. And number one for me since about 1988 are Trevor and Simon in the Whoa! same corner. Trevor and, Trevor and Simon. Yes. Simon. 
I loved yes. these guys. I mean, I used to, I used to watch, I mean, obviously they were on um, with Philip Schofield on going right. live in yeah, the mornings on a Saturday. And I was way too old to be watching that show <laughs> at that time. But I just loved these guys. And um, they always had like special guests. Kylie Minogue was, was mm. one of the standout ones that I remember. But also it always felt to me like there's an adult version in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am still waiting for that. (laughs) To be fair, though, they were one of those ones where some of the the stuff they would say could be, like, would go over the head of the children. Yes, yes. But but a bit like like The Simpsons and things like that. But there would be a bit you sort of go, I get that. I get that. I know what they're trying to say there. And they had, obviously, they had the swing your pants um, catchphrase and... They wore the clothes and, oh, it was just, it was comedy greatness for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. We, we we had the pleasure of interviewing the pair of them. Wow. Years ago. Great guys. Great oh, guys. my word. Yeah, what was yeah. that? Yes. That, that was, that was uh, the old movie heaven. The movie heaven, that's right. Yeah. Wow. And they were very yeah. nice as well, weren't they? Yes. Nice guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really nice guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. See, it's showing mm. great. In regards to how young you are, there, that Trevor <laughs> and Simon is your is your go to. Yes, isn't it? You know, bless. I mean, goodness me, I, mm. I, I keep trying to pin an age on you, Kim, and I just can't. <laughs> I've got to twenty five now, so is that all right? That's perfect. Is that perfect? That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Double it um, in you there. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> go on then, Neil. You're number one. Well, you've already mentioned this duo. It's Vic and Bob. I just think they're comedy geniuses. I can pretty much watch everything they've done. I loved when they brought uh, The Big Night Out back for that very short run a few years ago. The sketches that they came up with that were on there were just as genius as ever. And to me, it shows that the the BBC should have invested more in them and done more, I personally think, especially like Shooting Stars could have gone on for a bit longer. Um, Loved it, loved it. And like I say to everybody who's never done it, if you want to know more, read Bob Mortimer's biography. Not only is it batshit crazy and funny, it's also heartwarming and and, and sort of like factual as well. Gives you a lot of hints mm. and everything. So I've got a lot of time for these two, a lot of time. And I don't think we'll ever see another like them. Like you say, they come from the Spike Milligan, the the Monty Python school of humour. Uh, yeah. You either like it or you don't. And yeah, I, you either like it or you don't understand yeah. it. That's the yeah. thing. There was so much stuff there that just, that didn't, the reason it was funny was it didn't make sense. Yeah. That was the but point. But some of, of it, it was just genius. I mean, there's a couple of things that I've shown the kids and they've fallen in love with it. Mulligan and O'Hare. Mulligan and O'Hare, yeah. Which my kids, uh, well, especially my son, seems to find absolutely bloody hilarious, and I still do. And the song they did, Tiny Hands. Yes. That's all I'll say. If you've never seen the song... I'll put that, they, I'll uh, put that in the video playlist. Tiny Hands. I'll put if that in the video I absolutely find that one of the most, the funniest things I think I've ever seen. Yeah. And one of the biggest tragedies, not tragedy, that's the wrong word. One of the biggest, um, I don't know, whatever, travesties maybe, is the fact that House of Fools only got two series. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was everything. I mean, I'm not a fan of um, Mrs. Brain's Boys. I'm just not. I but it's it's that same kind of sitcom where it's live in front of a studio audience, mm-hmm. but 
but it is totally batshit crazy. It makes no sense. It's got some weird, weird stuff in it, but it's so much fun. And it's got a great cast of characters apart mm. from Vic and Bob. You know, Matt Berry. Yeah. Um, other people. I've completely forgot who this is. Like you said, it's sad that it was only two series. It deserved I know, but more. It was so good. It was so mm. good. I can't and the other, when they did other series like Catterick, to me, Catterick as well. So funny. Yeah, and so many never got good anything things. else. So many. And that had Matt Lucas in and what's other his, people. Um, Mark, Mark Benton. Mark Benton, that's right. Yeah. We never did yeah. get for the podcast, did we? No, even though he promised. He did. Never mind. Never mind. Okay, my number one. Now, this is a bit contentious. Uh, uh, Neil and I were chatting uh, beforehand. Uh, maybe they weren't specifically TV because uh, they started on the big screen. But I saw everything of theirs on the on the TV. It's Laurel and Hardy. Wow. Yeah, which I would have um, put in my top ten. And yeah, I, I know you would have, Neil. Mm. Um, if you say that Vic and Bob are comedy geniuses, these are the OG for well, me. The, the, yeah, they are for me. I'm I mean, one thing that gets me in regards to like talking to a lot of American people, they seem to go more for Abbott and Costello and the mm. the, the Marx Brothers, those kind of people, and they don't ever seem to talk about Lauren Hardy as much mm. as uh as i think they should but for me you can't get and again it's the sort of thing that kids can watch i Mm -hmm. I watched it as a kid Mm -hmm. and it's like a cartoon it's two people both at one say one of them thinks that they're clever the other one knows that he's not clever and they're just like smacking shit out of each other yeah but But it's a lot cleverer than oh it's a lot cleverer than that but it's by its base you've got some amazing slapstick comedy Mm. but you've got some amazing jokes you know you can lead a horse to water but a pencil must be led it's a great (laughs) which leads to one of the funniest scenes you'll ever see yes brats which i'll put that in the show notes (laughs) Uh, if if i can get the whole episode of brats i'm telling you that you that there are bits in that that i have watched for Mm. 50 years and i still piss myself laughing (laughs) (laughs) it is crazy how something like that can just Mm. keep making you laugh even when you know it's going to happen it's crazy absolutely crazy but yeah so uh, apologies if you don't believe that that's a the tv duo but i'm gonna stick to my guns with that one we'll let you have it we'll thank you, you. Have uh, we've got a couple Definitely. of honorable me- yeah we've got a couple of honorable <clears throat> mentions uh, at hoogan bard said wiley coyote and roadrunner in terms yeah. of dry silent deadpan delivery it's right up there with classic silent movies mm-hmm. wiley coyote's defeated expression still makes me laugh now Jen Berg says Sean Spencer and Burton Guster from Psych, one of my all-time favorite shows. So much fun! You would love it, Pav. So I'm gonna have to try and find that. Yeah. Uh, the many cameos would blow your little Gen X mind, she says. Uh, Josh from Just Films and that. Hello, Josh says Vic and Bob. Uh, at Sean O'Riabar, I hope I'm saying that right. More common wise. The at and why not pod said Lois and Clark in both that show and Superman and Lois. Also Pinky in the Brain, oh, Sean yeah, and Gus funny. from Psych, which was uh, just said by Jen. Mm. Hawkeye and BJ from MASH. Skis- oh, Cisco and Ebert. Arthur and Terry from Minder. Danger yeah. Mouse and Pen- Penfold. Penfold. Four, four, <laughs> Penfold. <laughs> Did I say Penfold? Did I? Go into, yeah. Sorry, Penfold. <laughs> Zig and Zag, Big Breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul and Jamie Buckman, Mad About You. Uh, and Sam and Al, Quantum Leap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kim Mendes said Laurie Lee and Rory. So I'm not sure who that's from. 
uh, and Buffy and Angel. Uh, at Matt underscore Rant says, ooh, Kermit and Miss Piggy at number one for sure. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's three oohs, O's, so I'm saying that's ooh. Yeah, thank you for that, Kim. <laughs> uh, but also, Hill and Renko from Hill Street Blues, Sam and Dean, yeah. Supernatural, Laurel and Hardy, so there's oh, there there another one. Benton Fraser and either both Rays or either or both Rays from Due South, French and Saunders, Dell and Rodney, and Scooby and Shaggy. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Buchanan said, okay, I have a few. Norman Cliff from Cheers. Love the way they played off each other, which leads me to Hawkeye Pierce and BJ Honeycutt from MASH, yeah. the absolute best friendship. I love Mulder and Scully from X-Files. And finally, my number one choice, Lucy and Ethel from I Love Lucy. The amount of fun and trouble they got into was astonishing. Maybe a little envious of their relationship. And another one of our friends, Helena White. Helena, hello, Helena. I wonder what she said. Of course she said, Kerry and Kerry and Kern. There you go. Of course she did. Uh, So there you go. We've done it. Our top 10 TV duos uh, in the bag. And I think, well, there wasn't that many duplicates. No. Um, and you had a couple in there, Kim, that sort of steered us away mm. from what I was thinking. There's mm. some good ones in there. Did you enjoy that? I did. I did enjoy that very much. Oh. Good. Yes. Good. What kind of, yes. so when, when you come back again, what kind of <laughs> subject would you like to tackle? Some, something in the TV field, movies, music? Mo- mo- something in a, mo- a movies or a music thing. Movies next, or a I music. Think. Yeah. Okay. So 80s is my bag. Eight is is your bag. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. right. We will have a little think. Um, but if you're if you're happy to come back, we're happy Absolutely. to have you. Absolutely, definitely. Wonderful. That's wonderful. Neil, before we say our goodbyes, do you want to um, tell everybody how they can get in touch? Of course, I can, Pav. So you can find us on all the social medias under Top Ten Pods. Do give us a click, give us a like, give us a follow, or whatever it is you do on those things. Email us at top10pods at hotmail.com with any suggestions you may have or any questions you'd like to ask. Come and help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods, where there's all sorts of rewards where you too could be a guest like our lovely Kim here. Uh, check out all of our links via Linktree. You can find the link in the show notes. And please do come subscribe, leave us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast from beautifully done neil absolutely beautifully done kim thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me that's it's been it's been lovely it's been lovely (laughs) catching up with you after all this time i know let's not leave it so long no let's not (laughs) let's not and also thank you so much again for supporting Mm. us like you have done over the years you're welcome it means so much it really does uh, so that's it. TV duos done. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, Pab. Thank you very much, Kim. Been a yeah. pleasure Thank you, to Neil. See you again. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kim. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening and for watching. And let's go start the countdown. Ten, nine,
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 